Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever episode of the Mock Sports Presents, our new AFL podcast, Fair Bump, Play On. As always, Mitchell Cashmore, joined by Nick Holland. How are you, mate? Awesome, mate. Doing very well. Ready to crack into the pre-season predictions of the AFL. Yeah, it's uh, we're very excited to this podcast. We've been talking about it in length for months now. We've just been on the edge of our seats waiting for AFC, AFL season to be back. And now it is. It's right around the corner. Buddy Elnick, how good is footy? Yeah, it's good to have it back. Um, I definitely missed it over the off-season, but cricket's always there, but now footy's coming back, so you know it's a good time. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, pe- people always uh, are surprised to find out that we are footy diehards because we are based in New South Wales, but uh, nah, we're not We're not on the rugby league train. It's all about the AFL. We we grew up playing AFL, and uh, we've, we're still playing it. We're... Still running around the park, albeit in a pretty low division, but we get it done. Uh, but, Nicholas, I'll just get your thoughts. Pre-season games, did they matter whatsoever or have they not gone into any of your decisions at all? No, nah. not much mattered. The, you, you don't get much out of it if you look into it. It's only really the, the new kids on the block coming in, seeing how they play. Um, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't look too much into much of that, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, I've always had the same attitude when it comes to preseason games. Yeah, teams will show some really positive signs. Like Gold Coast, they got two big wins out of the preseason. I don't think that reckon like that'll come into play much during the season, but it's still positive for them to be beating sides like Geelong and Port Adelaide, even though it is the preseason. Same with Carlton over Melbourne. But um, when it comes to preseason games, I think anyone that believes that they're playing for round one spots are idiots. Every coach knows they're 22 going into round one. They're just simply playing, uh, you know, a trial team to get the young boys some games, you know. So, I don't know, old Joe Blow down in the twos doesn't complain, oh, I haven't got a game all year. I'm not getting any minutes, coach. Put me in. Oh well, you played the trial game. That's the closest you're going to get to AFL. Go back to VFL. You suck. You know that sort of stuff. Yeah. I reckon that's purely what the trials are designed to be. Preseason games are purely to just get run in the legs and get the young boys a go to see if they're any good and how they're going to fit into the VFL side. Like the only young blokes that you need to be paying attention to are those top ten draft picks. But um, what what do you reckon before we get into it? Preseason historically, what 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 like you know what's your favourite thing about the preseason? Getting back into the footy, what, playing perspective, watching perspective. Oh, just just um, just seeing it like it's it's just such especially now in the AFL, it's played at such a high level, such um good class that it's coming with, and like like I was saying to you before we started, this year of AFL, I reckon. Most of the teams are as close as we've seen it in a very long time. Yeah, the top couple teams might be ahead by a little bit, but those middle eight or nine teams, it's as close as it's been since I've been around. So um, it's going to be a really good year to watch. 
Um, very interesting to see your thoughts on it because I definitely have a couple of opinions on a couple of different teams, which might be a bit controversial, but um, it's what I'm going to go with. But yeah, overall, um, I'm pretty excited for the season. Yeah, I'm pumped. I've got some big calls to make, but um, yeah, I think my favourite thing when it comes to preseason, just from a playing perspective, is just seeing how many uh, preseason heroes come out. Getting back there on a November. It's like 40 degrees on a Wednesday Arvo and some blokes are just way too pumped to be there. You know, you hear the, the premierships are won in November, boys. Like, you know, put in now. We're, we're, like so many blokes rock up trying to make the round one team on their first training. And you know who I'm talking about. Like I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but I think that you and I will know who I'm talking about when I say the sort of guys that rock up and everyone's blowing after the first like 2k or the first drill and coach sends us off for a water break and they go, nah, coach, I don't need a water break. I'm here. I'm fit. I'm ready to go. No water for me. I'm too fit for that. They're all off. They're blown. I'm going to get extra touch in here. Come on, coach, give me some roll balls. I'm going to kick some goals. Going to get as much extra touch as I can. Don't need the water. Like he thinks that that's going to mean that he gets to play round one because he's too fit for a water break. Good chat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I think some some teams have uh, shown their hands in the preseason and how they're going to approach the year. Some have been positive, some have been negative, but uh, we're definitely going to discuss that more in depth and let's uh, crack on, my friend. No worries. All right, when it comes down to it, I just want to hear your thoughts on where you think different teams are going to fit. Do you want to go through each team or do you just want to get straight into your top eight prediction? Um, I can go through top eight and then your biggest biggest slider and your biggest um, smoky team. Yep. Um, and we'll start with that, I reckon. So. Okay, go eighth to first. With my eighth place... I've gone with the Geelong Cats. Ooh, that's big, straight off the bat. Straight off the bat, uh, very big. Who have you got in eighth place, mate? Now, we'll get into it more. I want to hear your thoughts on Geelong first, but um, straight off the bat, it's Cashy's big call of the week. Every week on this podcast, I'm going to make a massive call. Uh, it may be absolutely ridiculous or might be... Bang on the money. You guys, the listeners, and you as well, Nick, will be able to give me your thoughts and tell me if I'm an idiot or I'm a genius. But uh, Cashy's big call of the week, eighth spot, Gold Coast Suns. Interesting. You're, you're shocked, yeah. mate. You're shocked. You had no words to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it for now because I reckon I've got a, a bigger controversy coming coming up. I've got them higher. You've got them higher. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait because, yeah, I reckon Gold Coast to make the finals could be huge this year. Stewie Jew is getting a sack if they don't make the finals. That's just plain and simple. That's the only thing that's going to save his job. Uh, We've put multiple posts up in the uh, preseason about it. It's finals or bust for Stewie Jew. And without Ben King, it's... A mountain to climb, but my goodness, I reckon they're going to get it done. 
He's re-signed as well just this morning. That's massive for Gold Coast, huge telling point for their future. I think they're building a really strong list. And when you get to, I can't wait to see where you've put them. We'll discuss them more in detail then. But yeah, Gold Coast to make finals. Cashy, big call of the week. Let us know your thoughts, punters. But uh, who have you got in seventh, Nick? Seventh spot, I've got the GWS Giants. Um, okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty stuck on this one. I reckon um, they're, they're a pretty mid-team. Like I said, there's the six or seven teams just in this mid-part here that are going to be real close, right? And it's probably going to come down to percentage like we were talking about before. But um, GWS, they've, got, they've always got a good side. It's whether or not they want to rock up on the day. Um, that's always how how they've been. But they, they were always... Like they can they can beat the best team in the comp on on their day, same same with a lot of these teams. But Giants, they're a bit inconsistent. But when they're on, on they're they're a real real danger. So GWS in seventh spot for me. Yeah, interesting. Um, I've always loved GWS, and that's probably because I'm from Western Sydney, and because I was a member of the prestigious Giants Academy from. Ages 12 to 15. Should have been drafted if you ask me. Well, well, you know what, Nick? I'm not saying that if they'd kept me on and if they'd drafted me, they would have won the premiership last year. I would never say that. We can't prove that. But what I am saying is, can't be sure. We cannot be sure. You're not wrong. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's weird that I like GWS so much considering that I'm a diehard Bulldog supporter. We'll get more into that relationship later. But, I don't know, Giants for me... I don't have them in the finals. I think the tale as old as time for the Giants this year, they're always injured. They are always injured or suspended. Shout out to Toby Green, Grub. He's not going to be able to help himself. He's already missing the first, like, what, four games of the year. He's going to miss at least another three, I reckon, with suspension. He won't be able to help himself. And inconsistent team means inconsistent form in my eyes. So I don't have them in the finals this year because I've gone with Carlton Blues to finish in seventh spot. Wow, okay. Another big call, but I didn't think it was as big as uh, the Gold Coast getting it done. I think um, they've just in the last few years, Carlton have just completely accepted complacency as a football club. They've accepted being mediocre. They, you know, they gladly let blokes waltz, waltz through the corridor and that's just not good enough, you know. There's no fight in the midfield. There's no fight to go back. They're all happy to run forward and, you know, kick goals. But as soon as it gets turned over, the team just run over the top of them because nobody gets back. Like I said, they just waltz through the corridor, easy bang, bang, bang down the field, and it's a goal up the other side of the field within a space of 30 seconds. And, you know, they they have relied on Paddy Cripps far too much in the last few years. And that's ended up him getting absolutely bashed in the contest. He's always injured. His shoulders, his knees, they're all shot to hell. But this year he seems to be nice and healthy, back to his best. And if they don't over-rely on him and over-rely on Sam Walsh as well, and they're going to have to since he's going to miss the first month of the year, I seriously think on paper, like always, Carlton have one of the top eight lists in the comp. They're just going to have to prove it on field, and I think they will. Fair enough, mate. Don't mind that. Who have you got in sixth? Sixth spot, I've got the Gold Coast Suns. Yes. They're a force to be reckoned with. Um, And I've gone through a list and you know what? They've got some big names that Tuke Miller is just an absolute freak and he's just 
such an underrated player that never gets any any um any talk about. Um, but yeah, Matty Real, I reckon, will be on top of the world again. Had a year hey. to get back to it, but I reckon he's going to be just a, like a genuine machine, and he's just going to carry them into the finals. Um, him and Tuke Miller in the midfield, they're just going to absolutely carry. Noah Anderson's going to have a breakout year. Uh, Jack Lukosius is going to going to get even better than he already is. Like they're they're a good side. Got a young side. It's just the year I reckon that their young players are going to break out. So, Gold Coast Suns for me in sixth. Love it. I love it so much. I'm glad we're on the same page. But like you said, that's their list is just so so good. They've got so many young guns that it's ridiculous. They they always have as a club, but they always end up running off to Melbourne. But with the announcement of Ben King as well in the precinct, they season they re-signed so many blokes they're sticking with them and i think that's a massive massive positive telling point for gold coast you know you said lacosius anderson uh miller rao rao like you said he's going to be back on top of the world he absolutely dominated pre-season and i know it's pre-season but that's just so positive for him he's got his confidence back he got so much footy in his hands he is going to come out a ripping and a tearing in round one and you know there's also blokes like you know jeremy sharp uh, he was he came out and shocked the world and played like six games but got like 30 touches every single one. Um, you know, Jared Proust, no, Proust, sorry, Jared Witts. You know, you've got Isaac Rankin. So many, so many young guns in the team and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go. But my sixth spot, Port Adelaide. I think, you know, they're a good team. They know how to get it done. They'll be up there, but no top four for Port Adelaide this year. I reckon they're sliding out of the top four. I think that there are just some teams that are going to get the edge on them this year, you know. Um, Port, they just seem to have an over-reliance on the likes of Ollie Wines and Travis Boak and Charlie Dixon. Um, but, you know, they've got, you know, the Rosies, the Dersmans, the Butters coming through. They're going to need to have them develop into – game winners. Otherwise, they're not going to be top four this year. I think Port only have about three or four game winners, and if one of them go down with an injury, it could all come apart. So I reckon Port Adelaide sixth spot. Interesting. How about fifth? I've got the premiership winners, Melbourne Demons, in fifth. Please, you are a bucket of surprises, mate. Please tell me why. I just I just feel like they're gonna miss a cut like lose a couple of crucial games. Like they've they've got a decent list, but um Petrarca and Oliver, they're unstoppable and they're the only two that really stand out for them at the moment, to be honest. But they're them in the midfield is so dangerous. Like there's not really too much else that I see that's really they don't really have that real forward pack that is really like there, you know what I mean? Like Tom McDonald is all right, like what's his name? Um and the fresh just dominates for them and same back like Stephen May for their career. It's not, it's not like sending them off too bad. They're still in fifth spot. I just don't reckon that they'll be in as good as touch as they were last year. Um, and I reckon they'll they'll lose a couple of crucial games. Um, that's going to slide them to fifth. But insane that my Top 
eight predicted. I think all of them are sitting like real close on points. So uh, a win, an extra win for Melbourne would have slotted them into second place for how I had it. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think they're fifth. Yeah, fair enough. I'll get into my thoughts on Melbourne later on the track because I've got them sitting in my top eight somewhere because, of course, I do. They're the Melbourne Demons. Um, I've got Sydney Swans in at fifth. I think uh, last year they were just bloody brilliant. They proved me wrong. They went further than I thought they would, um, but knocked out in the first round of the finals wasn't surprising, in my opinion. They're, you know, young and hungry is going to get you a few good wins in the year. But, you know, young talent doesn't make up for inexperience and that's what costs them in the end. And I think that's what gonna, what's going to cost them a top four spot this year as well, you know. You've got Callum Mills, you've got Lance Franklin, Luke Parker, Jake Lloyd. Those are the game winners for them. Isaac Heaney as well you could throw in. Um, uh, bloody Tom Papley when he's on. Apart from them, there's not many senior figureheads in that team that can really lead them to the promised land. And they had a couple of young, really good young blokes in George Hewitt and uh, Jordan Dawson ship off in the off-season. So I think, you know, oh, that, like, Nick, you're a Swan supporter. Who's get, who's going to win you a premiership this year, realistically? What, Nick Blakey? Not a chance. Don't make me laugh. Because they're, they're still in my top eight, so I'll, I'll give my opinion in bit later but um i don't want to cover them all just yet i've still got a couple of teams left to get around okay but yeah swans in fifth spot for cashy nico top four kick it off who's in fourth brisbane lions i reckon they'll win 95 percent of their home games up at the gabba no no worries about that um yeah, they're just they've got a pretty good side as well. If Lockie Neal can find his stride again, um, he'll be real good. Um, but yeah, their their list is so good with um Joe Daniel. Cam Rainer's coming back and he's playing some good footy. Like they've got a good side. So um, and I don't think anyone can say Brisbane Lions don't deserve to be at least somewhat around that top four side. So um, yeah, Brisbane Lions for me in in fourth. Yeah, fair enough. I've got them somewhere similar. I'll talk about them within a couple of teams' time. But I've got Geelong sitting at fourth. Um, I was surprised you had them at eighth. That's pretty it's pretty big. But for the same reasons that you still kept them in the top eight is why I've got them in the top four. They're just experienced. They know how to get it done. I just said, you know, young talent doesn't make up for inexperience and Geelong has experience in spades. About 90% of the team have played finals. About 50% of the team have played, you know, prelims. A lot of them have played in grand finals and won grand finals as well. They just know how to get it done, and that's what's going to keep them there. I think if, um, you know, they're, they're just too experienced not to be playing September footy, but how far they get in September is going to be determined about the way they play. I think their slow play has really, you know, it's gone past it. The game doesn't value the slow calculated, you know, hit up your man, go back, find another man, hit him up, go back, find another man, hit him up, sort of play that the Geelong absolutely trademarked over the years. And they just really need to learn how to get it out on the wing and go, go, go. And if they learn how to do that, I think they're going to be a formidable force come September. But if they don't, who knows? But yeah, I reckon they'll be sitting in fourth spot. 
come finals time. I don't know. I think they're just getting a bit too old. Like they're looking at their their sides real old. Like you've got Dangerfield who's past peak. You've got um, Hawkins who's getting there. He's getting old. Like you got a lot of players pretty old. They're yeah. They don't have too many young players that really stand out for me that are like oh yeah, future. I reckon they've got. Two or three years left in them, and then they're going to be massive sliders, I think. You're not wrong. I think their premiership window is literally this year and next year. If not, they're gone. They'll probably have to fully rebuild the team. But like I said, I think that experience is going to get them there. What they do with it is up to them. Like last year, they got to the dance, and they absolutely shit the bed and got laughed off the park by Melbourne. So it's up to them to change that with their game plan. But uh, who have you got in third spot, Nico? In the third place, I've got my team, the Sydney Swans. Interesting. I reckon, yeah, they're, they're going to be there, I reckon. Pretty close to it, at least. Um, Callum Mills, he's going to have an absolute field day, I think. He's going to be... If he can stay, he will, he'll be in there for a, for a brown, I reckon. It's a big call. But um, he he last year he found himself and um his preseason as well he looked he played. Game so, um he's looking really good and um he's just gonna take himself to the next level. He got given co-captain so he's got a lot to prove. But um that side is getting more experience and more experience. There's that's the we we got the future side around us. We've got. Players re-signing every year. There's, uh, I, c- I can go on. Braden Campbell will improve, but won't be as much of a standout as um was Errol. But um, you watch over the next next couple of years, um, Swans will have a premiership for sure. I'd say I can I can almost lock it in, but I just don't know if it'll be this year. If they need one more year of experience in the finals. I'll get more years and get more just keeping the same group. Yeah, these boys have been playing together for now. And the, the side the we've had is Jordan Dawson, who um who had a lot of hype around him. But at the end of the day, we've um we've picked up a, a new ruckman with Peter Adams from um. Port Adelaide, which is real good. Tom Hickey is just an absolute force. So Tom Hickey will just do what he has to do again. And then Peter Adams comes in um, as a key forward as well. And you've got the Logan McDonald. Like, I can go on, mate. Like, they're, they're, looking, they're looking good. So they're, oh, that's why I put them in third spot. I reckon they can't get it done this year in, as a grand final. But to be, to, in saying that, I didn't tip him to be top eight last year. So they surprised me once. They can surprise me again. Yeah, um, everything you've said, I agree with, apart from the fact that they're coming third. I put them in fifth, like I said, because of the inexperience. They just don't have what it takes to get it done. But yeah, they, I think, are the most likely team in the comp to be winning a premiership within the next five years because every year they're going to get more experienced and those young kids are going to mature and learn how to get it done in the pressure situations, you know. 
I think what cost them last year was they upset some really big teams, but then they would go out the next week and lose to a team that they should be demolishing, and that's just the inexperience. So like you said, they've built a really, really good list. You know, our old mates Errol and Braden uh, to just two of their real good young guns, you know, Logan McDonald, Chad Warner. Uh, like you said, you could go on for hours and hours talking about how promising the Swans list is. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Their time will come. I just don't think it's this year. I've got the Lions in third spot for me. I think, as you said earlier, wouldn't be surprised if they win 90% of their games up at home. They are just such a formidable force at the Gabba. But every time they venture out of Queensland, they just seem to lose that spark. Um, but, you know, it's it's DJ for Brisbane this year, I think, you know. Because on paper, they are absolutely flawless, you know. Danaher, Cameron, uh, McStay, Rayner, um, Hipwood, they're all up there in the forward line. Then you've got that near alliance, um, uh, bloody, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of Barry. Um, and there, and then Daniel Rich down back from literally from center half back to full forward. They are a top tier list, but they just can't get it done. They're one in five in finals in the last three years. Every time they get there, they just crumble. So anything less than a prelim or better is a failure for them, in my opinion. And if they get to a prelim and lose, I still think that would be a failure. I think they need to make the grand final this year. Otherwise, they really need to start thinking about overhauling their game plan, maybe bringing new blood in. But I will say, Zach Bailey, All-Australian sleeper, I reckon, could definitely uh, get in the All-Australian. He is an absolute... Yet. Interesting. But um, who have you got in the uh, the second place? Get into the Quinella. Second place, I've got your team, the Western Bulldogs. Um, they're going to be thereabouts again. They've got a good list. Always have had a good list. Um, good mix of young and old. Um, just the only problem is I just don't know how they juggle their midfield, to be honest. Um You've got Bontempelli, who's pretty much a full-time forward now, um, and it's really working for him. So uh, He's just a freak. Bontempelli, and then you've got McCain, absolute jet. Um, Trelaw, probably not as good as he used to be. That's the only thing. But, um, yeah, you guys got a good list, and um, you've got everything you need. You've got a strong forward in Aaron Norton. You've got a good half, like one of the best halfback kicks in the game with Caleb Daniel. You've got the you know, only thing you're really missing is key um, and um, other than that you've got the absolute midfield to jet through the competition and you guys will be a force to be reckoned with and I reckon you guys can get it done yeah I've got him in second as well uh, I think other very much like Geelong their premiership window is in the next three years otherwise it is going to snap shut very fast but for a different reason, not because they're getting too old and everyone's going to go off and retire. It's the fact that we've got such a good list, we're not going to be able to afford to keep everyone. You know, the fact that we're able to keep Dunkley, Trelaw, Ugal Hagen, Waitman, Norton, Bontempelli, um, McRae, Daniel, uh, you know, list goes on. Hunter, uh, basically, just the list goes on with the Bulldogs. They are just top to bottom. 
incredible. Like you said, they've got the best midfield in the comp. The fact that they we can have the liberty of playing Marcus Bontempelli up on the half forward so regularly just shows how deep our midfield is. Um, but yeah, like you said, our undoing is going to be the fact that we don't really have a key defender. We couldn't pick one up in the uh, the draft or the trade period, which was disappointing. We were targeting a couple, but we just didn't pick any up. So it's literally going to be Alex Key or bust for us. But um, I think, yeah, we're going to get it done. We're going to be there again. Uh, you'll hear how I how deep I think they go later on when we're talking about finals predictions and everything. But, um, yeah, there's not much else to say about the dogs. They're, they're going to be there, I reckon. They just they can't not be there come September, and they're going to go deep. But uh, who have you got as the minor premiers, Nicholas? I'm very keen after all of these big calls with your top eight. Minor premiers, I've got the Port Adelaide Power. Oh, interesting. I reckon they're too. In they're they're not they're similar to Brisbane. They're not losing a game at home. They're not. They're Adelaide Oval. They're a different side. Um, I think I have them at losing two games all year. So, um. Yeah, I reckon Ollie Wine's just a freak who's an absolute contested ball winner. Um, Dersman's going to have a breakout year. Rosie's just going to improve upon himself. Butters is going to have a massive year, I reckon, if he stays fit. Um, And then you've got the experience of both. as captains in the league, to be honest. And then, yeah, it's just overall, I reckon he's going to just, they're just going to be the ones to beat. Um, They've set the tone for so long. And, um, In Port Fair enough. Um, I've got Melbourne because it's the obvious choice, but it's the obvious choice for a reason. They have just built such a formidable list within the last few years. Like you said, I don't agree how you say that Petrarca and um, Petrarca and Oliver are the only ones sticking out for them. They've got Gorn, who is the best ruckman in the competition. And also, in my opinion, the oh. best captain in the competition. Um, they've also got, uh, you know, Viney, May, up back. Jeez. Um, uh, um, uh, Harms up front as well. Bailey Frisch, Ben Brown, Tom McDonald. Uh, Cozzy Pickett, the little snake there, kicking goals from the pocket. Um yeah, Luke Jackson as well. He is going to be a really good player. Whether he's in the ruck or he's up front, he's just going to be a freak. He won the Rising Star last year for a reason. I think, yeah, they're going to be up there again. I don't see them losing too many games, especially none that are on the MCG. You're going to have to get them at a very weak spot to be able to beat them. I think I had them only losing about three or four games max this year. But, uh, yeah, minor premiers back-to-back. Melbourne Demons for me. Fair enough. Okay, now that we've uh, nailed down our top eights, who do you think the biggest slider in the competition is? You might have already revealed it with Geelong. That was a big slide. But have you got any other teams sliding down further than them? Not really. They're all kind of sitting the same way. Um, But, yeah, but... Geelong's probably my biggest slider. 
Um, I reckon that this year is going to be the first year of their drop away. Like I said, they're just a bit too old. Um, with, yeah, the only ones really, they don't really have too many young players uh, apart from um your like Quentin Narkel, I guess. You got Jed Buse. Like, there's there's not too many. Like the list is really old. You can't you can't deny it. Like there's um you've got your what. Dangerfield, you've got Guthrie, Hawkins, Rowan's getting there, Duncan's getting there, like Selwood, he's old, like they're all old. I reckon they're going to start sliding because they're just not going to be able to keep up with the young guns. Well, it's a fair call. It's a call that's been made about Geelong for the last like four years straight, but they seem to somehow always be there. So I'm, that's why I'm backing them in. To stick there, uh, my biggest slider of the year is West Coast. I think West Coast are in massive trouble this year. I could see them finishing in the bottom four quite easily. And I have put them in the bottom four. In fact, I reckon they're going to be around 14th to 16th with as low, I think the lowest they go is 16th. They're just in so much trouble. Their game plan hasn't been working. They got exposed many times last year. You know, Optus Stadium isn't the fortress as it used to be with them. They've lost some critical games there to teams that they should have beaten on their home deck, you know, and they've also, they're ravaged by injuries at the moment. There seems to be a bloke going down every every two weeks there. So I think that they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They need a massive overhaul and this year is going to uh, be the nail in the coffin for them. They're going to have to wake up and do some serious fixing because they'll end up finishing quite low and the lowest they have in a while. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. I didn't have them too high either. But um, who have you got as the... Well, I think the answer's obvious. The, who who goes up the highest after being a low team for a while? Yeah, the Suns. I don't. I think we just covered what most of it, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, Matt Rouse. Absolute fire. So. Gold Coast are going to the moon. And if they do, we said it first. Okay, Mock's big call of the week. Get it done. Um, okay, other than that, let's think. Um, okay, straight off, Premiers. Who makes the grand final? Who wins it? Who makes the grand final? Yeah. I say Port Adelaide Power. Yep. And the Mocks make And I Bulldogs take. Wow. Music to my ears as a Bulldog supporter. It's too good, mate. You get, the list is too good. Um. Well, yeah, I've kind of gone a similar route when it comes to... I know it, it sounds really biased considering I go for them. But, yeah, I've got Bulldogs as my premiers as well. But I've got them defeating Melbourne in a grand final re- repeat. Um. I just think they're the two best teams in the league. They're gonna. They're set to show down again. They're gonna be uh, playing each other in the kickoff next week. We'll discuss that just before we sign off. But um, yeah, I just think I can't see any other two teams beating them when it comes to prelim final time. And I think Bulldogs get it done this year. I think Melbourne. Uh, I, I think Melbourne might get exposed throughout the year as getting a little too overconfident, and I think that might be what gives Bulldogs the premierships this year. 
Uh, they'll play again in the grand final. Melbourne will get a little too overconfident uh, thinking that they can just roll over the top of them like they did last year, which was really, really depressing from my point of view. But I think, yeah, Bulldogs will be um, hard fit. They'll be better for the run and they'll be ready to go again this year. So Western Bulldogs, your 2022 Premiers. Okay, other than that, uh, Rising Star. Well, Rising Star, uh, it's got to be Nick Dacos. He's just an absolute jet, isn't he? He's always always going to be there. Um, between him and Jason Horn Francis, I think. But Nick Dacos, like, he just proved himself in the in the preseason, didn't he? So, uh, that's for me, Nick Dacos. Yeah, not much else to say. Dacos for me as well. I think he'll have the edge on uh, Jason Horn Francis because I think Jason Horn Francis, while also being a gun, you know, you've North Melbourne have a pretty set yeah. midfield. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think uh, since Collingwood are in a real rebuild stage, Nick Dykos is going to get a lot more minutes than Jason Horn Francis does, and he's just going to use him. Like you said, he's a jet, just eats AFL balls for breakfast, got like 60 or so touches throughout the two preseason games. Yeah, he's a gun. He'll probably sneak up forward, kick a few goals, and yeah, I reckon he has the rising star in the bag. Lock it in now. Um, Coleman medal, your thoughts? Well, I had a couple of different ones to think about. Um, Aaron Norton will be up there. But overall, I reckon... Tough. Uh, that it could. Oh. Oh. You go first. Who do you think? Like you said, Aaron Norton will be up there. I think uh, a slight bolter could be um, Charlie Cameron. I think he's going to kick the most goals for Brisbane again this year. And I think he'll just snag them like candy. He'll probably kick at least a couple in most of the games. But um, I'm going to go with Jeremy Cameron. I think yeah. the uh, that Geelong are going to have less of a reliance on Tom Hawkins this year, especially if Jeremy Cameron stays fit and ready to go. I think the Twin Towers up there with Cameron Hawkins, I can definitely see them targeting Cameron more. Cameron will play up the field more. He'll snag them on the 50, go back and just boot them long way, like we all know he can, and he'll be snagging more than Tom Hawkins this year. And I think if Geelong stay consistently one of the higher-scoring teams, then Jeremy Cameron will be kicking more of their goals and the most goals of the competition. Interesting. Yeah, like you said, with that, I think they'll just be stealing goals off each other um, as a pair. I reckon they'll win the Coleman, like between the two. But I feel like they'll just be halving each other's goals the whole time. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Ben Kick. He is genuinely... Okay, okay, let's... Have you been living under a rock? Ben King did his ACL. Are you are you talking about Max instead? Did you say Ben instead of Max? 
I've been out of the footy game. Well, I better go with Aaron Norton then. Jeez. <laughs> That's a stitch up. Nice, Einstein. That's. <laughs> That's a stitch up. Ben King probably won't play a game this year, let alone win the Coleman. Coleman. <laughs> be huge. He'd be paying, what, like a thousand to one to do it? <laughs> be huge if he came off. Yeah, jeez. That I'd is say what? <laughs> Aaron Norton? Yeah. Okay, well, on the topic of goals, when do you think Buddy kicks his thousandth? Round two, I reckon. Round two against yep. Geelong on the Friday night. 100%. I reckon he'll come out against GWS. They'd rather die than let him kick six goals on them. Plus, they have a good matchup for him in the form of um, Nick Haynes, and they have a stronger back line than Geelong do. I think they'll be able to limit him to about two or three, and I think that's all he needs. I think he'll come out and run rampant on the Friday night against Geelong in round two. We'll be front and centre, ready to uh, run on the field and Give him a big hug when he gets it. But, uh, yeah, we've discussed it much in detail. We're determined to get to the 1,000th goal, are we? No matter where it is. 100%. It's never going to happen again. 100%. It's never going to happen again. I don't think anyone's going to ever kick 100 goals in a season again, let alone 1,000 in a career. The game's just too different now. There's no... Buddy Franklin was lucky enough to be one of the last players to come through an era where it was literally one target, full forward footy. That's the way that the game was played for a very long time. Now it's very much so, doesn't matter who kicks the goals as long as you kick them. Goals will come from anywhere. They'll come from the full forward, the pockets, the centre halves, and from the midfield. Like we said, you know, Marcus Bontempelli kicked plenty of goals for fun and he came from the midfield for the Bulldogs, you know. So it'll never be done again. We've just got to be there. Even if it's in a state, we've got to be there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I said it to you. Even if it's in Melbourne, I'm going to this game. It'll be the last time it'll ever happen, and yeah, I have to be there. Yeah, I'm. I'm dead set. I'm. I'll jump on a flight to Melbourne tomorrow, especially because in round three they're playing the Dogs, so it'll be just perfect. And if he gets it done there, down at Marvel Stadium, we'll be front and center. I'll be cheering on my Dogs, but then I'll happily run out and embrace all of the Swans fans when he kicks his thousand. Because it's never happening again. It's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And Buddy Franklin himself said, forget about COVID, forget about security, trying to tell you you can't get on that field and get the hell around me because it's never happening again. <laughs> but um, before we discuss the Brownlow wooden spoon, who have you got coming last? I've got Hawthorne, mate. They just they just don't really seem like they're going anywhere at the moment. Um. Tom Mitchell have a good year. Other than that, they don't really have any. Media, they don't really. CJ would be a pretty good player, but yeah, it's just it's not looking like it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I think Hawthorne come last. But for once, I think Wooden Spoon won't be a negative thing this year if Hawthorne get it because their priority should not be winning this year. And I know that sounds weird because all teams' priority should be winning at the end of the day. But Sam Mitchell has just taken over from the guru, Alistair Clarkson, who 
who took the team to a dynasty of premierships. If he wants to be a successful coach, he just needs to forget about winning this year and develop that squad, develop that best 22, make them give as many young kids as much game time as possible, develop the best 22 into a team that can absolutely take the competition by storm within the next couple of years and get them back to that top four level that they were for so long. So, yeah, if they come last this year um, and only chalk up like three, four wins, I'm okay with that as long as they're the reason that is is because that they're focused on giving young blokes some time instead of winning. But uh, finally, the big one, Brownlow medal. Who takes it, Nicholas? I've got a couple of names that I reckon are, they're, they're a chance. So you've got you've got Petrarca, but then again, Petrarca and Oliver are going to be stealing votes off each other. You've got... Um, You've got Callum Mills, who's up there. Yes. I'm going with someone that we didn't even name, name in our top eight. Jack Steele. I reckon he's just an absolute weapon. He just dominates and he he's a gun. He's an absolute weapon and he just he's the best player in the Saints and he just he always racks up the three votes. So Jack Steele will be my Brownlow winner. You've been reading my notes because that's exactly who I've got as well. And for the same reason, you've got Petrarca and Oliver. Of course, they could win it, but they're going to share votes. Walsh could have won it, but he'll be sharing votes with Cripps and he's missing the first four games of the year. Bontempelli, he's a gun. He could definitely come out and win, but he probably comes second again because he's got Jack McRae stealing votes off him. Who doesn't have votes getting stolen off him from a teammate? Jack Steele. Jack Steele, like you said, he is the standout player from the Saints. He blitzes every game he goes out there. He consistently polls three votes. Almost stole it last year when he came home and polled three votes just about every game in the last eight rounds. I think he'll consistently poll twos and threes this year and he'll take it. Jack Steele, I think he's paying over 10s at the moment in the betting market. So if you're a betting man, get on him now because after a few rounds, I think he'll dip. But yeah, Jack Steele for me. Yeah, well said, mate. But uh, other than that, have you got any other random predictions to throw out? Like what could happen this year for teams, players? Anything to throw out there? Not necessarily. Like, pretty, pretty good saying. Pretty much has really gone through my mind. I'm just, I'm just happy to watch it. Fair enough. But um, since we record these on the Thursdays, we won't be able to preview in depth the Wednesday night uh, kickoff of the season. The just one time that they're doing this. Normally, it kicks off on a Thursday night, and that's what we plan for. But Bulldogs versus Melbourne, first game of the year, MCG, sold-out crowd, exactly what it should have been in the grand final. What do you reckon happens? Who takes the first win of the year? I don't know. It's a good one, eh? Like, there's not not much to go off. Um, obviously, you're going to say Melbourne are going to take it because they absolutely pounded you in the grand final, mate. Um, but, they did. But, yeah. You got to go. You got to go with Melbourne right now. You got nothing to go off right now. So who knows? It's a, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm also going to uh, go Melbourne. 
uh, you know, in all my tipping comps, I'll go Bulldogs, and I'll probably bet on the Bulldogs because you can't back against your own team. But at the end of the day, I think Melbourne do win this one because just they're going to go off the energy of the crowd. They're going to go off. They're going to be playing in front of 100,000 people who missed out on watching them win that grand final, and they're going to be doing it for them. They're going to be doing it for all of those members, all of those fans that couldn't be there to watch the grand final, and they'll come out and win, and I think it's going to be very, very tight. I reckon only a couple of goals will be in it, but, yeah, Melbourne to get it done for all of the people that missed it purely off that. But when it comes to the actual grand final, like I said, dogs to take the cake. Fair enough. All right, Nick. Anything else to say to the punters before we sign off? Um, keep in touch. We'll get we'll get some multis out. This is a good time to bet. So, yes, it definitely is. Keep your eye on our socials because there are going to be plenty of futures tips up. We'll create some multis throughout our, um, from our predictions today. Also, we've got a footy tipping comp up with ESPN Footy Tips twenty dollar entry. Uh, the bank account is listed on the competition page at ESPN Footy Tips. Just go to ESPNFootyTips.com, look up the mock sports footy tipping, and it should come up. Uh, winner gets 70% of the pot, uh, second gets 20%, third gets 10%. Should be a good time to put your money where your mouth is if you claim you're a footy expert like Nico and myself. So, uh, yeah, other than that, make sure to... Leave us a five-star rating and you will catch us here every week discussing the footy on Fair Bump. Play on.